When people ask this question, if someone told you you had one week to live, what would you do? And if you're like most people, your answer would be, you would just say a whole bunch of stuff. And it's kind of like we're waiting for someone to verbally give us a death sentence for us to truly live. podcast. I'm your host Shamina Hayes and this is episode number six. Today we are wrapping up The Untethered Soul and it has been quite a journey. We discovered who we are, we learned how to release energy blocks, we freed ourselves from our fears, and last week we discussed going beyond our comfort zones. Today it's all about living life. When I think about living life, the, the quote that automatically pops in my head is live life to the fullest. And then I also thought about the times that I felt like I was living life to the fullest. And it seemed to me that it was only when I was doing something daring or doing something spontaneous or fun, but we shouldn't be picking and choosing when we want to live life to the fullest. We should be living life to the fullest every day and in every moment. On page 141, Singer writes, The highest spiritual path is life itself. If you know how to live daily life, it all becomes a liberating experience. So ask yourself, how do you, how do you live daily life? Do you live by faith, by fear? on autopilot, in misery, in gratitude. For you, what does it mean to live life to the fullest? On page 144, Singer says, to live life means no matter what happens, you enjoy the life that comes to you and learn from your experience. So what I got from this was Living life to the fullest isn't in what you're doing. It's in the mindset you choose to have every single day. No matter what happens, whatever life throws at us, when we enjoy the flow of life, we are living. And when we don't live life this way, when we live life resisting or complaining, We miss out on blessings, we miss out on the lessons, and we miss out on experiences. And without experiences, we don't grow. We can come across a good thing, but have have a bad attitude and miss the blessing entirely. When we live life based off of our um, circumstances, we aren't really living life. We're, We're living in our minds. So regardless of how we feel, life is always happening. 
and life is always going to happen. When we live life in resistance, we may always feel like life is happening to us, but if we live life fully present, learning and enjoying whatever comes our way, we develop the mindset that life is happening for us. I remember a few years back, I got fired from my job. I was working at Comcast and I actually didn't even enjoy that job, but it paid the bills. So when I got fired, I thought my life was over. I, I was applying to so many jobs and no one was calling me back. I was like, I was running out of money and I was like hopeless. I was 25 at the time and I remember saying that I was going through a quarter life crisis. Yes, yes, I was that dramatic. <laughs> I just couldn't figure out why this was happening to me. And after a while, I just gave up looking for a job and I locked myself in my apartment. I was mad at the world. Um, I had a friend who was always trying to get me out the house and I always declined because, I mean, why should I go have fun? I just lost my job. The whole world was, the whole world conspired against me. My entire life was over. <laughs> I was just so funny. Like, that is just so dramatic. But I remember having a talk with my dad um, one day about, you know, my frustrations about not working, um, being 25 and not being able to find a job. And one of the, one of the many things he said was, one of the many things he said to me in that stuck was to figure out what I'm good at doing and find a career in that. So I feel like after that conversation, I like my whole perspective on life changed. So instead of staying in my misery, um, I began to utilize my time out of work, just doing and exploring things, different things. And a friend at the time noticed that I enjoyed and was good at mixing like cosmetics for hair and skin. And she said to me, you should be an esthetician. And I had no idea. I said, esthe what? <laughs> I had no idea what that was. But because I had changed my attitude, I was open and, you know, I had the time on my hands. So I started to research and I came across a school that offered the aesthetics program. So, um... I went to the school, and for the full-time program, it was Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. for, like, a year. And I remember telling myself, like, yeah, I can't do that. Like, I need to work. I have rent. Maybe next year. And that same day, I remember feeling like everything was okay. Like, I remember feeling happy inside. And, you know, I still didn't have a job, but I didn't let that stop me from enjoying the day so I went to a friend's bar and they were playing bingo and I had no interest in playing initially because you know I never went at stuff like that so um but I was there enjoying myself why not play so I played and I won I actually won and what I won was a gift certificate to a spa so the next day um again I was just feeling full of life and I was just taking one day at a time and I got up and I decided to just go to the spa and use my my gift card I've never 
been to a spa before. I've never gotten a facial before. So I went and my esthetician was telling me that she had just graduated from the school that I had just interviewed with. And y'all, that was my sign. So I took a leap. I went back to that school and I signed up and I kid you not, the same day that I signed up, that same exact day, while I was in the car, I got a call from a job that I've applied to so many times and they've never called me back. And I went for an interview and I got hired on the spot. And not only that, but they were willing to work with me and my school schedule. So I said all that to say, if had I remained closed and continued to have the wrong attitude towards life, continued to feel sorry for myself and blame everybody for my problems, I would have missed out on that blessing. I would have missed out on the experience, missed out on the people I came across, and missed out on something that I truly enjoy doing until this day. And actually now I'm in the process of opening my own spa business. So for me, getting fired needed to happen. Getting fired happened for me. Life happened for me. And I'm just so grateful for that. So no matter what happens, enjoy the life that comes to you with openness and acceptance and fully be fully present, taking it one day at a time. Um, Matthew chapter 6 verse 34 says, So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough. For today. Staying present allows us to deal with what's in front of us right now. We live life by taking one step at a time. Otherwise, we'll, you know, overwhelm ourselves with things that hasn't even happened yet, and we'll talk ourselves out of out of doing things because of this. And that's how we, you know, we end up in a rut. We end up stuck because we tell ourselves, we think about all the steps that we need to take. We think about all the things that could go wrong and we end up stuck in this cage. And that's no way to live life. (laughs) Living life also means choosing to be happy, having a good attitude. Michael states, the question to ask yourself is simple. Do you want to be happy or not? So ask yourself, do you want to be happy or not? If you chose that you do want to be happy, you have to commit to unconditional happiness. Page 142, Singer says, any condition you create will limit your happiness. So as soon as you say, I'll be happy when, or I want to be happy but, then you don't really want to be happy. If you start putting conditions on things, it's not genuine anymore. Take love for example. Let's let's look at unconditional love. If you if you only love a person under certain conditions, then you don't really love that person. You only love them when it benefits you and and that's not love. So it's the same with happiness. Life doesn't want to only be liked, loved, and enjoyed if it's giving you what you want or only when things are going your way. 
Imagine doing so many good things right, and then one wrong thing you do, you're condemned and you're disliked. How would you feel? Our happiness should be unconditional. We have the ability to be and to stay happy under all circumstances. Singer says, there's always going to be something that bothers us, so what benefit do we get from not being happy? It's not hurting anyone else but ourselves. Singer also says, not being happy doesn't change anything. That in the end, if you stay happy, you win. Someone cuts you off driving, and you get mad, and you stay mad. You being mad doesn't change anything. One, you still got cut off. And two, the person who cut you off is long gone. So really, you're the only one that's bothered. So you gain nothing by being mad and you lose nothing by choosing to be happy. And happiness isn't achieved with worldly materials. Happiness is an inside job. Happiness is a choice, and choosing happy means you choose to live in the flow of life regardless of what you have or don't have. Philippians chapter 4 verse 11 says, Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. Let us all wake up with the attitude that we already have everything that we need. Because it's true. We do. We have everything that we need. Everything we need is in the here and now. Another way we live life is by thinking about death. Singer mentions um, multiple times throughout this part that Death is the greatest teacher of life, and it gives meaning to life. And I could definitely, I could definitely agree with this. Last year, my uncle transitioned out of his human experience, and it was the first time in my adulthood that someone that close passed on. So I hadn't really grieved before. I had no idea what that would look like for me. But, I, but my season of grieving was exploring death. On, the, um, on his one-year mark of his death, I wrote this, I wrote this, um, I guess you could say caption on Facebook, and I want to read it to you guys. Healing from the passing of a loved one feels like an everlasting process. You never quite get over it. You never really get closure with it. You're never going to get your whys and what ifs answered. But every day that passes, you learn to live with that. Uncle D's passing last year was when I started to take my spiritual healing and growth more seriously. But my grieving took a different route from most. I didn't question my faith. I didn't ask why. I wasn't angry with God. Instead, I processed by exploring death more and accepting it. Death is no longer a taboo subject for me. Death is inevitable. We are all going to die one day. And knowing this, death has given me the motivation to live, to be a good person, to be present, to trust myself and to take chances, 
to add value and do as much as I can to live a fulfilling life. Death enables me to be positive, grateful, and courageous. Death allows me to remember that life is a gift, to enjoy the precious moments, to learn from the not-so-great moments, to let go and let God, to never take anything or anyone for granted, that life is indeed short. At Uncle D's funeral, everyone remembered the goodness of his heart and who he was at the core. Not how much money he had, not the car he drove, how many followers he had, etc. They remembered the value he added to their lives, the knowledge and wisdom that he shared, the things that he taught them, and most importantly, how he made them feel. Death reminds me that at the end of the day, at the end of this human experience, that is all that matters. Be a good person, love everyone, live your life to your fullest potential, never take life for granted, leave an impact, and make it a goal every day to make someone else's life a little better. And I still wholeheartedly stand by everything that I wrote. I want to sum up life really quickly. So it's a known fact that you're born and then you die. And in between this, all it is is experiences. And what we do with these experiences is totally up to us. So we are all born with a set of gifts. We can discover our gifts by living life fully present and open. So this means not labeling any moment as good or bad, but simply experiencing and embracing each moment open and willing to learn. To learn a lesson, learn about ourselves, and or learn about other people. This is, this is how you discover your gifts. If you think about it, a lot of businesses came about by people paying attention to the needs of other people and sometimes themselves. Taking what life gave them and turning it into something meaningful and helpful for others. So don't look at problems as problems. Look at them as opportunities to serve. You take the gifts you were born with and the situation life gives you and you, will, and you, and you evolve and you serve. I, I really think that we all share a common purpose here, and, and that is utilizing our unique gifts to serve each other. But like I said, what we choose to do with our gifts and our experiences in between birth and death is completely up to us. So the flip side of utilizing our gifts is to not. We can be born with a set of gifts, and spend our entire human experience fearful, ungrateful, complaining, angry, victimizing ourselves, and then die with these gifts. And then we add to that graveyard wealth we talked about in the last episode. I'm really not trying to be dark here, but we are, we're on borrowed time. We have the luxury and I personally think it's a luxury. We have the luxury of knowing that we are all going to die one day. We just don't know when. It could be in the next minute or next year. We just don't know. So knowing this, why do, why do we still take life for granted? When people ask this question, if someone told you you had one week to live, what would you do? And if you're like most people, your answer would be, 
you would just say a whole bunch of stuff. And it's kind of like we're waiting for someone to verbally give us a death sentence for us to truly live. Just because we don't know when it when it's going to happen doesn't mean it won't happen. So why not just give it all, give it all we have while we're here. Work towards our goals and our desires every day. Choose to be happy every day. Let go of negative blocks every day. Be good people, be grateful, be helpful. That, and that quote that people ask, um, treat, not ask, but they say, treat every day like it's your last. I actually like the phrase, treat people as if it were their last day. Because I feel like we're so much nicer, we're so much present with people that are dying. We're much caring and compassionate and kind to people who are sick. Why do we say rest in peace but don't wish that people live in peace? Let's try asking ourselves before we go to sleep. If I died tomorrow, would I be satisfied with how I live today? Would I be satisfied with how I treated people today? And if your answer is no, wake up in the morning and do better. Forgive yourself, let it go, wake up in the morning and do better. Stop putting the things that matter off. I remember the night before my uncle passed, I thought about calling him and I said to myself, I'll just call him tomorrow on my lunch break. He passed that following morning. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 1 says, Don't brag about tomorrow since you don't know what the day will bring. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed for anyone. And, and death is very random. Let things go and live your life fully. Live life like little children. One day I was thinking about life and thought to myself, adulthood is basically unlearning behaviors and limited beliefs to get back to who we were as children. If you really think about it, right? Think about children. They're so full of life. They're full of dreams. They're so present. They're fearless. They're intuitive. They're honest. Children don't put things off until tomorrow. They don't hold grudges. Yes, they get mad and they get sad, but not for long. Children are limitless until adults <laughs> come and project our fears and insecurities on them. Yes, as a means to protect them, but what we're really doing is we're limiting them. I, I admire children so much. I want to revive the child in me. I value the child in me. I want you to find the child in you and let him or her live. Under all circumstances, enjoy your life. Choose to be happy and make every day matter. I want to thank you all for journeying with me, navigating through this book. I really pray that something stuck with you and you are willing to utilize it on your journey. Next week, we are 
moving on to April's book of the month. I read this book once and I remember it just being filled with gems, life gems. The book is called um, The Book of Mistakes by Skip Pritchard. It's a fun book. It's a parable um, packed with lots of wisdom and gems to encourage a, a better way of living. So it's, it's kind of like a self-help tale wrapped in fiction. It highlights nine mistakes that prevent most people from achieving their goal, and it teaches how to overcome them. It's not as deep as The Untethered Soul, but I find that it's just as motivating and inspiring, and I hope that you guys will join me in reading it. Um, so again, thank you for journeying with me through The Untethered Soul. If you loved the episodes, if you loved the book, please share, with, share it with a friend. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe and rate Silent Hour Podcast. And follow on Instagram at silenthour.sh. And always remember, when you silence the mind, the soul will speak. Be kind, be still, be love, be light, and just be. Until next week.